Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Yeah, I actually don't understand. So this is the first year that I have uh, systems and processes like... I was telling, uh, I hired a, a, a lady named Gabby, who's our director of operations, and she's a systems and processes wizard. But I didn't know I didn't have one until end of last year, 2021, when I realized that nobody knew what was going on outside of my own head mm-hmm. if I wasn't there. Yeah. Like, could they keep the ship going? Yes. Were there cannonball holes in the side of it and we were taking on water? For sure. Yeah. And so I hired, I pivoted from an office manager position mm-hmm. to like, I need a director of operations who yeah. is a systems processes, procedures, yeah. uh, growth, uh, like internal growth, not mm-hmm. sales and revenue growth, but mm-hmm. how do we grow the business inside so it can bloom? Yeah. Um, I still can't tell you how to define a system and a process. Like, is there a def- <laughs> is there a definition? Like, I don't know. So when it comes to operations, it's really hard for entrepreneurs to understand the value of systems and processes until it becomes painful. Oh, and you experienced that. I did. You know, is that it's growing pains? But the reason that so many businesses struggle uh, when it comes to scaling is because typically the leader of the business, the CEO, uh, whoever it is, the tendency is that they're visionary oriented. <laughs> you are a visionary, I've heard Alex, it. right? Yeah. You're focused on this incredible vision of where things are going and what it looks like. You're standing at the, you're, you're standing at the tip of the boat, yeah. right? And you're looking, you're out, looking at the sea, right? <laughs> getting all the stuff <laughs> in the back of the boat. <laughs> With that shirt on, you could just open it up and just spread your arms all out. All the children <laughs> are falling off the sides of the boat, and I'm just like, man, the breeze is nice up here. Because you're focused on yeah. where you're headed, and that is absolutely essential for a team in order to be able to to motivate and inspire and encourage and build up and call greatness out of people. Yeah. However, there's another side to this token that most entrepreneurs miss, which is often referred to as an integrator. Okay. Now this an, is integrator, an Enneagram thing, isn't it? No. Well, no? I mean Enneagram can or is come this into EOS? play. Have you heard of EOS? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I've heard it from. Traction. It's a great yeah, book. Traction. Yeah. yeah I got that book, book on my shelf with dust on it. Yeah, you got a lot of need books. To read it. <laughs> Apparently, I need to read I've been it. working on Alex for some time again. Dude, I used to read all the time, and then I just don't even have – I just have to make time again. Yeah. Well, I'm going to the beach this week. I should take, like, five books. You should take what? one book, and you should focus on finishing Wait, one Why did book. I say five? <laughs> like, I was going like to read five books. Well, I am going for two weeks. But if I read five books in two weeks, every person listening to this needs to Venmo Alex-Kirby-04 <laughs> me a dollar. Because that would be impressive. No, Attraction's the one I need to read, though. Attraction's a fantastic book, and especially for where you're at right now okay. as far as systems and, op- or, and processes are concerned. Yeah. So when we talk about an integrator, an integrator is typically more of that analytical type where they look at the nuts and the bolts. They look at all the people that are on the bus and figure out who's in the right seat, who's in the wrong seat, where do we, need to, um, where do we need to make shifts and changes. But the reason that systems in and of themselves, and let's define them like you mm-hmm. asked, a system is really something that is like a machine is that if you have variables, A plus B equals C, Uh, that's a system, right? And it's a closed system that you are using certain variables Mm. to create a specific result. So it's really... 
I, I not it's an a algorithm. Big, it is an algorithm. It's, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of math, but I, I if, math. if you can understand that the importance of a system and a process is, is not just because you're trying to duplicate this result. It's that you have to have a system and process in place that governs the business apart from feelings. This is where so many entrepreneurs get messed up, especially visionaries, because you're operating a lot lot based on your gut and what you feel like is the right decision. I should make this call. I should go here. I should be at this event. We need to do this, 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 and this. It's all feeling-based. But you have to marry facts and feelings. And when you create systems and processes and you're reviewing data and you're looking at, okay, is this something that's duplicatable? You can start to remove yourself from the business because now you have a protocol. You have a system, you have a machine that if X, Y, and Z are being done, will always create the result that you're looking for. Hey, y'all, we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Cycle CPA. I know you guys have heard me talk about Cycle CPA, but they truly are a transformational service for your business. Whether you're in the green industry or service-based company, they help bring a business mindset to your accounting. And for a limited time, if you guys use our code in the show notes or our Instagram links, you can save $200 off your first month. Cycle CPA's main focus is bookkeeping and helping you understand where your money's going, what the numbers tell you, and where that can take your company to the next level. So if you're looking for a bookkeeper, virtual bookkeeper like Cycle CPA, you guys sign up today, tell them we sent you, and have a great experience with a great company. Gabby would say to me that, she like she's like you like living in harmony mm-hmm. and i do i well that's i'm not an emotional person but that's where my emotions go is like yeah. i like good vibes let's have peace here let's be on the same page don't we don't have to be on the same uh line but let's be on the same page you yeah know? and so that's where my emotions get the best of me is i want like there to be yeah. harmony in the organization mm-hmm. where she's like mm-hmm. a plus c did not equal d this person <laughs> threw off the algorithm let's get them off the boat so to speak so yeah that's super good. So, um, let me give some real yeah, quick, so, some say, very simple practical advice. That's what for I was going to ask you. Yeah. Give us an example, a practical example. So, when you look at all the constituent parts of your business, uh, the traditional business has marketing, mm-hmm. sales, and operations. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you start a business, typically you have to start with sales, otherwise you have no business, right? right? Um, marketing is a big part of that that expands and grows. Uh, but you and I both know if you're going to start a business, the very first thing you have to do is close some deals. For sure. Period, end of story. No gas in the car. Then you get into the marketing piece and you start to build all that out. If it's organic or paid media. Got to be organic using, first, you know, for sure. All of that. And then you get to where you know so many businesses get to is the operational they, part, which is- This is where they die. Right. Because up until this point, it's just been one individual giving mm-hmm. marching orders every single day. Oh, yeah. As people come in, it's like, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. So you as the visionary have all of the answers in your head. But again, you have a team of all these people that are like, Alex, we can't read your flipping mind. (laughs) What are you actually, (laughs) it's like, what's going on here? So practically for anyone listening to this, you want to start with something very simple called SOPs. These are your standard operating procedures. Handbook action. It's a little handbook action, but it it could be a one-pager or a two-pager. It doesn't have to be this whole notebook, but you need to look at, okay, from the moment that I open our front door, the Mm. moment like the lights flick on and we're game on, what does my team typically do? Like your team shows up at a yeah. certain time. Yeah. They have certain expectations. Yeah. They've got to, I'm assuming, check their equipment, make sure, sure they've got like uh, 
the lawnmowers are field, field yeah. if we're talking about trifecta or whatever, yeah, yeah. there are certain step-by-step processes that have to happen. And where a lot of businesses struggle is that they're relying on their senior staff to train these newer people, but it's apart from any type of SOP. There's no standard. Yeah, you're like, it's like chess pieces you're trying to, figure out where the game's being played and you've never been taught the game. And so if you think about... <laughs> can you imagine that? Hold on one second. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Can you imagine if someone handed you in a baseball you've never played mm-hmm. and they threw a ball and a bat and a glove on the field and said, figure it out. Yep. That's like, <laughs> they got you to the field. They yeah. gave you the equipment. Mm-hmm. They gave you no rules and no expectations. Yeah. And you... you so you can't win you because can't. you don't know how yeah, to win. that's good. And this is Gosh, where... One of my favorite examples for this, just to simplify it, is the term standard actually comes out of, you know, there's a few different backgrounds, but one of them is from woodworking. Okay. That if you're ever going to cut a piece of wood, say you need 20 pieces that are the exact same size, you have to have a standard, which is the very first, the first one that one. you cut. Yeah. And you have to use that to match every following cut. Otherwise, here's what happens. You cut the standard, you match it up to the next piece, and then you use the next piece and you cut it. If you keep using the next piece and the next piece over and over and over again, you're going to go from a 12-inch board to a 6-inch board by the time you're done, and mm. nothing will be the same. Right. So you have to start with a standard. Of, this is what our business does. This is how we operate. These are our core values. This is the step-by-step process. So then what you can do is you can position people to succeed because they clearly have, here are the rules of the game. This is exactly what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the reason I use that, that standard example for woodworking is that the visionary trains a manager and then the manager takes their ideas and infuse them into the next person mm-hmm. and the next person and the next person. And before long, you have this visionary at the top where nothing's being executed the way that they thought it should be. And then they're looking at their team that's maybe you know two, three, four rungs down the ladder. And they're like, why aren't you doing things the way that we do them around here? It's like, well, I was taught by so-and-so, and they were taught by so-and-so, and the standard doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's like the water pouring bucket analogy where, like, it was full of here, and then you poured it once, and some splashed out, and then you do it five more times. Next thing you know, you've got, like, an inch of water left. Yeah. And you're like, why is the bucket not full? It mm-hmm. makes total sense. But here's the most important part, Alex, for why systems and processes are so important, is this the fastest way to find the problems in your business. Fastest way to find the problems. Right. Because what it does is it forces you to take an honest reflection of, here's my step-by-step process for how I acquire leads. And then you find out there's actually something broken in it because you finally took the time to look at what is my current process? Mm. How could we optimize this? How could we make it better? How could we refine it? You work through your sales, you work through your marketing, you work through operations, and you as the leader have to operate on your business. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Don't work in your business. You, you got to work, work on, on it. it. Yep. This is in all practical, uh, in all practicality. This is how you do it. You look at your business and say, "This is how we've been doing sales. This is how we've been doing marketing. This is how we've been doing operations." Is this the most effective way? And what you'll often find is that's the quickest way to solve your problems because you actually put everything on paper on purpose in front of you. You can mm-hmm. see why are we doing this this right. way? <laughs> all right. Well, let's um, let's wrap this up with challenging the people who go. This sounds like white collar stuff to me. This is too much. <laughs> Blue collar people who are mm-hmm. out there doing, you know, mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears jobs. Yep. You can do the same thing. You should do this. Yeah. This is not for people who are running extravagant businesses. This is for people who are running businesses. Yeah. Um, there has been within where I'm standing right now, we're recording this, mm-hmm. three businesses within five hundred yards mm. have sold for eight million dollars or more. That's a service and trade from where we're at right now. Yeah. 
they're the most well-known companies of what they do in our city. Mm -hmm. And it's because they didn't say that when Mm -hmm. they started their business. um, I know two of them, two of the owners who sold, Mm -hmm. um, they had 20, 30 employees and then they, they doubled down on operating procedures and operations. So David, this has been super good. I appreciate that. We're going to have another episode we're going to film. This is part one of that. Let's go into core values on part number two when we come back. Uh, next episode, uh, make sure you guys uh, tune in to the, uh, whatever number this is. Chris, I don't know what episode number this is. Um, Chris doesn't know either. But um, <laughs> we're going to have another one piggybacking this episode back-to-back weeks. So if you listen to this one, part, we'll call this part one. Is that fair, Chris? Um, we'll have operations part two talking about core values. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Down to Business Podcast.